Except for a heart singing Alleluia Alleluia Father, we bless your name today. We're so grateful for your presence and your power, God. God, we just take a moment, God, to bring you some gratitude, God, for a beautiful 2023. God, we're grateful, God, Lord, for the 2024 season, God, that's coming up. I pray today, God, that you'll bless your people, God, that it will be full of life and energy and health, God, Lord, that it'll be full of joy and excitement, God, that it'll be full of connections and friendships, God, greater uh, greater relationships, God, Lord, with our children, our grandchildren, God, Lord, our friends, our relatives, our neighbors, God, God, even our enemies today, God, I pray that you'll help us today, Father, God, love on them and encourage them along the way. We're going to bless you and thank you and praise you, God, for your presence and your power. In the name of Jesus, everybody said, amen. You can be seated this morning in the presence of the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to the book of Isaiah, chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9 is where we're going to go to. We're in a series entitled uh, Christmas at Hope City Church, all right, Christmas at Hope City. And uh, this morning I want to talk to you about uh, the name of Christ. And, and, and the scripture teaches us that his name will be called. Everybody say that with me. His name, his name will be called. Awesome job, awesome job. In the Bible, the scripture talks about prophets and it teaches us, it talks to us about how prophets were people who heard from God and then they gave that message to the people. And Isaiah prophesied to Judah for approximately 80 years. In addition to the prophecies about God's judgment upon his people because they turned away from him, it's also about God's redemption and salvation through a savior Jesus Christ. We find the most thorough picture of Jesus in the entire Old Testament. Think about this. The, the, most, the most thorough picture of him in the Old Testament through prophecies or predictions in this book, Isaiah chapter 7. Amen. The scripture teaches that he prophesied that the birth of this child would represent God's presence and that the child would be called Emmanuel or God with us. Everybody say, God with us. God with us. Amen. And then two chapters later, in Isaiah chapter 9, we find one of the most amazing prophecies about this child. Jesus, who is the Messiah, and specifically verse 6 points out to us who he will be. So Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, the Bible says, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders. You, know, you remember how important it is for a king to bear a son. Am I making sense right there? So the scripture's talking about that. The son of God, God sent us, he gave us, uh, was born to us, a son is given to us, right? It says the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace. And point number one, for all of you incredible note takers, okay, there's a special place in heaven for you, amen. He is profound. The scripture teaches us that he is profound or he is the wonderful counselor. He's a wonderful 
counselor. And this title literally means a wonder of a counselor. Have you ever went to somebody, you spoke with them, and they spoke godly wisdom into your heart and godly wisdom into your life, and you were like, man, I need to take this, I need to take this information and utilize it. Amen. It's exactly who Christ is. It's exactly what he is. And the word wonderful means that he's full of wonder. He's glorious. He's exceptional. He's astonishing and extraordinary. In Judges chapter 13, the angel of the Lord had replied, why do you ask my name? It's too wonderful for you to understand. So scripture teaches us there's this, there's this next level of who Jesus is, this next level of who God is. Isaiah chapter 29 and verse 14, scripture said, behold, I will again do wonderful things with this people. He's talking about the people of God. He says, Wonder upon wonder. I love that because God will continue to perform miracles in your life. Continue to do powerful things in your life and in your relationships. Amen. And then in Psalm chapter 77 and verse 14. You are the God of great wonders. We're talking about Jesus being our wonderful counselor. It says, you demonstrate your awesome power among the nations. Now the adjective wonderful is coupled with this word counselor. And the word counselor refers to an advisor or a consultant. Amen. Some of us need a good consultant. Come on somebody. Amen. We need a good consultant in our life. Because life is filled with decisions and life is filled with, de uh, with details and life is also filled at times with disasters. That's why we need a wonderful counselor. That's why King David quoted in the scripture in Psalm chapter 16 and verse 7. He said, I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. He was talking about a next level counselor, a wonderful counselor, a supernatural counselor in his life. Another example is found in Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 1, which describes a shoot that will come out of the stump of Jesse. So you remember when they had cut down, basically had cut down David's family and, and, and had torn that down. And I, I liken this to the Redwoods out in the state of California. We spent quite a bit of time out in the state of California. They would cut down a redwood tree and you would see shoots come up and would grow a brand new redwood tree. Just as strong as before, just as mighty before, just as beautiful before. Come on, can you hear what I'm saying to you? So even though you think that, hey, the devil, it looks like the devil has decimated the area. It looks like the devil has destroyed it. God will raise up something beautiful from the ashes. He'll raise up something powerful from from that place and from that space. And that's what it says in Isaiah 11 and 1. Out of the stump. I know it sounds like I'm gargling with razor blades. I apologize, okay? My voice, is, my voice is cracking all around. But it says, out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot. Yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root. So from the kingdom of God or the purposes of God. And in the very next verse, verse 2, it says this, Jesus is referred to as having the spirit of counsel and might. Look at verse 2. The spirit of the Lord will rest on Jesus. That's who it's talking about. The spirit of the Lord will rest on the Messiah. The spirit of wisdom 
and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Amen. So what are some elements when we need a good counselor that makes someone a good counselor? Well, when we're in need, we need a counselor that's available. Amen. You ever called somebody, hey, can you get me in? Yeah, we could get you in next month, okay? But my tooth hurts today. Hello? We need a good counselor. We need somebody that can get us in today. We need somebody who's available now. We need a counselor who will give us undivided attention. We need a counselor who's able to provide comfort while remaining confidential. And we need a counselor that can tell us the truth about ourselves. Amen? While giving us what we need to make some changes. I don't want a counselor who's just going to hear me and take my money. I need a counselor who's going to hear me and help me make the changes that I need to make in my life. Come on somebody. Amen. In short, we need somebody who has empathy, expertise, and experience. We need a counselor that is a good listener, provides unconditional love, and who is practical. I love Isaiah chapter 28 and verse 29. It says that Jesus is wonderful in counsel. He is excellent in wisdom. Do you need a wonderful counselor in your life? Well, Jesus is on payroll. Come on, somebody. He is, he is like pre-legal. He's like prepaid legal, praise God. And he is heaven's remedy, praise God. The second thing that we see about these adjectives that describe Jesus is that he is powerful. Somebody say mighty God. He's a mighty God. This adjective means strong one or powerful one. The, the powerful one or valiant warrior. This title is also used to describe a hero. I know we watch him. We watch the heroes of the land and the sea like Aquaman. All right? You, come on, can you hear what I'm saying? We got Iron Man. We got Superman. Okay? Jesus is the God man. Come on, somebody give me an amen right there. He's a hero. And in Isaiah chapter 9, this adjective, this mighty, literally means the God hero. And so Jesus is the hero of the scriptures. David even asks the question in scripture, Psalm 24 and 8, who is the king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, invincible in battle. Somebody say invincible. Invincible in battle. He is profound in his counsel. And he has the power to accomplish what? He wills. And this title tells us that Jesus is not only the Son of God, He is also God the Son. Amen. He's got all the power, all the strength, all the authority of our Heavenly Father God. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. And so the baby born in that feeding trough is also the King of glory. The humble carpenter of Nazareth is also the mighty architect of the universe. And Jesus didn't beat around the bush in John chapter 10 and verse 30 when he was sharing about his identity. He said, the Father and I 
are one. And I'm here to tell you today that Jesus can manage anything because he's our hero. He healed the lame and the blind and he healed the sick. He calmed the storms and he silenced the religious leaders. Amen. He fed thousands as a provider and he brought Lazarus back from the grave. He freed the captive, he freed the oppressed, and he freed the demon possessed. And therefore, he can do the impossible in your life today. He can do the impossible in your life even now. Somebody give him a hand clap of praise. Amen. He's mighty God. He'll give you victory over whatever you're struggling with today. Let him fight your battles as you honor him as your holy hero. Amen. Worship him as your warrior and praise him for his power. Remember the words spoken by Mary, uh, by the angel to Mary in Luke chapter 1 and verse 37. For nothing shall be impossible to them that believe or nothing is impossible with God. I love this. I love this Christian artist and theologian. His name is Ray Pritchard. He writes, as the wonderful counselor, he makes the plans. But as the mighty God, he makes the plans work. Come on, somebody. God will make those plans work in your heart. He'll make those plans work in your life. Are you trusting in him? As you're, are you trusting in your own strength? Or are you ready to make him your mighty God? When I come to the end of that road, I literally tell God, God, I can do no more. We were setting up just a little bit last night. My wife said, hey, baby, I want to get to the, I want to get to the church on Saturday night. I want to set up just a few things just a little bit early. And how many of you guys know we set up a whole lot? Come on, somebody. You know, I, I know what she's thinking when she says it. And as we were here, we're doing these things. I was thinking to myself, I can't. Do this alone. I can't do this alone. I can't serve God's kingdom alone. I'm not his only mouthpiece. Come on, somebody. I'm not his only hands. I'm not his only feet. I can't be here and drive a church van. I can't be here and serve in the littles. I can't be here and serve in the kids department. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? I can't be here in one space and be in the youth program doing something at the same time. We've got to serve together and we've got to be connected together. And in that space, he is mighty. Amen. And in that space, we're trusting in a mighty God, in a mighty God. Point number three this morning, he is personal. Or scripture calls him everlasting father. I love this attribute about God. Isaiah sent this birth announcement about Christ 700 years before Jesus would enter the world. Amen. Isn't that amazing? He was literally given a word from God seven centuries before it would come to pass. Amen. Not only that, but this child would be the ruler of the world, Scripture says. And he would have the names that are only attributed to God. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And listen to me, these are more than just names of Jesus. They're actually descriptions of his character. This is who he, this is what he is. He's our Messiah. He's our Savior of the world. And he's full of these character traits that we're talking about this morning. I believe so many of us, we always see God so distant. 
God's so dis, he's so big, he's, he's there, I know that God's there, and I, I, I trust that he's there, but he's so far, he's so away from all these things. We don't have any trouble seeing God as powerful, we just didn't know that God can also be personal. Amen? Anybody ever had the struggle? You know, people are talking about God and this great relationship that you can have with God. And you're thinking, man, if I could just have that kind of relationship. Listen, they're talking about something that you can experience. That you can have with God. I always had this sense of awe of God, but I never knew that I could know Him personally. I literally saw God big. I literally saw God mighty. And I also saw God mad at me. Come on somebody if you can hear what I'm saying. Saw him mad at me. That was the version that I saw. That was the that was the God character that had been pointed out to me. And I want to tell you that in Jesus Christ, he has come close to mankind. In this third adjective, we see that Jesus is before, above, and beyond time. Look at it in the scripture in Isaiah chapter 57 and verse 15. It says, the high and lofty one who lives in eternity... The Holy One says this, I live in the high and holy place with those whose spirits are contrite and humble. I restore the crushed spirit of the humble and revive the courage of those, watch it, with repentant hearts. Do you see that? Jesus lives in the forever, and he loves us like a father. Amen. Christ is holy and human. He's dwelling on high while laying in the hay, right? In the hay of the manger. He's a child, and he's the son of God. And as you see the Christ this morning, as you see the Savior in the stable, you need to focus on the fact that he cares for you with compassion. Amen. He cares for you with a compassion. Look at Psalm chapter 103, verse 13. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. This is so powerful, especially if you haven't had a great relationship with your earthly father. Because you might need a father who's present in your life. Amen. You might need a father who wouldn't abandon you. You might need a father who will be there to instruct you and encourage you and love you with intentionality and purpose. I'm here to tell you this morning, God is that father. Can you give him a hand clap of praise? He's that father in your heart. He's that father in your life. You say, Pastor Mike, what if God leaves me? The scripture says he'll never leave you. He'll never abandon you. He'll never desert you, and he'll never forsake you. He'll never walk out on you. It doesn't matter the struggle. It doesn't matter the frustration or the fear. It doesn't matter the, the challenges or the warriors against you. God will come alongside you and bless you and strengthen you. I love this in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 11. If you're a mother this morning with children, listen to how the Savior is described towards you. In Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 11, Scripture says, He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with 
their young. Listen, young mothers, God's supernatural strength is there to provide for you, to instruct you, to give you security, encourage you, and empower you. You feel like the world is dead set against you, God is on the scene, and he will pick you up and carry you along. He'll keep you close to his person, come on somebody, and he'll rescue and strengthen you in and through every space of your life. Lean in on him, for he is our everlasting father. And finally, he is peaceful, or scripture calls him the prince of peace. This phrase can literally be translated, the prince who's coming brings peace. He's not coming with a sword. Amen. He's not coming with slavery. Amen. He's coming with peace. He's coming to rescue. He's coming to strengthen. A prince in Bible times was the general of the army. And it describes the leadership and the authority that the prince has. The, the prince goes and he's in response to what the God the Father would do. Can you hear what I'm saying? The prince goes and the prince says it. It's almost like the king said it himself. Am I making sense? So Jesus shows up and this title reverberates across the centuries and echoes through the hallways of heaven, finally culminating in an expression of angelic adoration in Luke chapter 2 and verse 14. When the angels screamed out and the shepherds screamed out, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. In the Old Testament, the word shalom is a state of wholeness and harmony that is intended to resonate in all relationships. The word shalom, when used as a greeting, it was a wish for outward freedom from disturbance as well as the inward sense of well-being. You would say shalom or peace to you. Peace on the outside, peace on the inside. Peace to you, peace to your family. Amen. This was the greeting that they would give. And then to a people constantly harassed by their enemies, the people of God. It's been this way since the beginning of time. Constantly harassed by their enemies. Peace was the premier blessing. In Numbers chapter 6 and verse 24, God gave to the priests. He gave to the ministers. He gave that calling to them. And he said, I want you to say this over the people. I'm going to be talking about it more next Sunday, and we'll get into a deeper depth of it. But he said this. He gave them this blessing. He told them, he said, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. This is our heart. For the, for the members of Hope City Church, this is our heart. For the members in our community, this is our heart. For your friends and your loved ones and your families, that God will bless you. That God will keep you. That his face will shine upon you. That he'll be gracious to you. Amen. The Lord will turn his face toward you and he'll give you peace. Peace on the outside and peace on the inside. Everywhere you go and in everything that you do. The birth of Jesus... It separates us from our fears. And the birth of Jesus frees us from the habits that we're unable or unwilling 
to break ourselves. The birth of Jesus allows us to simply drop the false security we've been grasping on to so tightly. We remove our pride. Come on, somebody. We remove our pride when we surrender unto Him and we learn to trust in Him and we learn to cling to Him instead. Instead of holding on to Him, He's holding on to you. Come on, somebody. Can you hear what I'm saying to you? He's holding on to you. He's keeping you close. He's keeping you connected just like a father would. And Jesus has come to put us back together. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 14. For Christ himself has come. Excuse me. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. Now the New Testament describes at least three areas of peace. Very quickly. Peace with God. That's this vertical experience that we have. God, I got, I got peace with you. I got peace in my relationship with you. I got peace in my heart because of you. Amen. Peace of God, this takes place internally. You ever spoken with somebody there praying about a situation, maybe a health scare, maybe a financial crisis in their life, and they're like, you know what, I got peace. Maybe they're dealing with a situation in their marriage, and they're like, you know what, I've got peace that's an internal peace that we feel and finally the scripture talks about peace with others this happens horizontally I'm not perfect at this I tell you I'm not perfect at this I'm still learning in all of these areas of peace amen I'm still learning I'm still growing in all of these areas of peace amen but one thing I've realized is that when those areas in my life get out of alignment then I come out of that connection or I come out of that space of communion with God. And all of a sudden, the worry, the anxiety, the doubt, they begin to reside on the inside. But I'm here to tell you this morning that Jesus has come to bring you peace. He's come to give you peace. He's speaking peace into your heart right now. He's speaking peace over you. And He's speaking peace into your life right now. I feel the Holy Spirit all over this place. And you can give your anxiety unto God. You can give your doubts unto God. You can give all of these things to the Almighty. And His unexplained peace will give you calm in the midst of the chaos. Hallelujah. You might look around and about you and say, man, I've got all these relationships and I feel like they're severed. God will help you bring peace to those relationships around and about you so I would encourage you to do the hard challenging yet rewarding work of being a peacemaker amen will you give God a hand clap of praise in the house this morning he's our wonderful counselor he's our mighty God <laughs> he's our everlasting father he's our prince of peace as you stand all over the building this morning, as our prayer team comes, you say, Pastor, I need, I need Jesus to be one of these attributes in my heart. I need him to facilitate that wonderful counseling. Or I need him to work out some situation in my life about being that, being that mighty God. Or, Pastor, I'm going through some situations, some circumstance in my heart. Right now, I need an everlasting Father.
I need somebody who will draw me in and clutch me tight and hold me close and hug me. He'll keep you in that space of security. Amen. Or you say, Pastor, I've got all kinds of chaos going on in my heart. All kinds of chaos going on in my life. I've got all kinds of chaos in my relationships and I need the Prince of Peace. i got chaos going on in my job. Chaos going on. Maybe you're a student. i got chaos going on at my school. I was just so glad for Christmas break because I thought maybe I could get a little bit of break from the frustration, a little bit of break from the fear. Well, God will bring you peace this morning, young person. God will provide peace to your heart and peace to your life right now. Maybe you need a healer. God is our mighty God. Amen. And an everlasting Father. You need a touch in your body, a touch in your mind, a touch in your spirit today. You want us to pray with you? We would love to take some time. We'd love to lay hands on you and strengthen you and encourage you. That's what the the joy of Christmas is all about. Amen. The, the, The gift of Christmas is the Lord Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Amen. That baby in the manger, He came and He was born for reason and born for purpose. Amen. That purpose was to save you and to rescue you that He might bring you salvation and healing to your heart and healing to your life. As every head is bowed for just a moment, every eye is closed for just a second. You say, Pastor, I'm dealing with one of those areas and I need God to show up in my life. I need Him to show up in my family. I need Him to show up in my challenges and my situations. Can I just see your hand? That's me, Pastor. God bless you. God bless you, young lady. God bless you, sir. God bless you, young lady. Anyone else? That's me, Pastor. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. God bless you, young lady. Anyone else this morning? That's me. I want God to desperately move in my heart. We want to pray with you. We'd love to pray with you. You're welcome to come to the front. We're going to lay hands on you. We're going to call out the name of Jesus together. Help. Let us help you. Let us strengthen you. Let us be an encouragement to you. That's what Scripture teaches us to do. Will you take a few moments as we just slip up hands this morning and we just worship for just a second? I challenge you to worship Jesus as your Savior, to worship Him as your mighty God, to worship Him as your wonderful counselor, to worship Him as your Prince of Peace. Can we just take a few moments to do that? We're going to pray for anybody who would need a touch in their mind and their body and their spirit today. But would you just reach up and reach out and say, God, I just submit myself to you. I surrender my heart and my life to you in the name of Jesus.